It's time to go around the courts with Sean Fuster on 5AA Breakfast. Great to have you back on deck, Sean. And not a moment too soon because we have a very intriguing case to uh, talk about this morning. Yeah, thank you. Well, look, this one has been occupying my mind so much that even though I've been on leave the last couple of days, I've still actually been joining the advertisers' coverage and writing from airport lounges. <laughs> and I think I wrote part of the story in the Melbourne lounge. I wrote part of the story in the Canberra lounge as I was going around with my good friend and colleague, Isabel McMillan. It's been really fascinating to watch the allegations surrounding Raylene Polymiatis. Now, we've talked about her on the show a couple of times. This is the allegations that she has murdered her parents a year apart using her own insulin. But the story kind of changed. We were talking about this off air. We were talking, Will, about the fact that up till now, there's been sort of one version of events presented in the media to do with her health. Well, that's right, because it seems from the outside, there's the case that's about, did she, is she responsible for the death of her parents? But within that, there's now intrigue about, well, well should she be out on bail? Is she safe? in police custody because she claimed that her diabetes wasn't being treated appropriately and dramatically collapsed in court one day. That's right. I was standing outside the courtroom when everyone started rushing in various directions. Sheriff's officers doing an excellent job of looking after. She had that hour-long wait for an ambulance. That's if you right. Remember. And, Pembo, you made the comment that even the prisoners are getting ramped in this state right now. <laughs> That's right. No one is safe. So even Patrick Dangerfield got ramped. We got to read in your piece, um, your latest piece covering it now, the, the other side of the story, I guess, which is that, well, the prosecution at very least alleged that, that maybe she wasn't doing everything in, in, in her power to make sure that her diabetes was under control. In fact, the allegation was even stronger than that. Sorry, deliberately malingering, one of the mm. all-time great allegations. The <laughs> idea that Ms. Polymiatis is, in, in their words, sneaking sugar, that they've got CCTV footage of her from the prison showing her taking sugar from the commissary, having other prisoners bring her sugar, sneaking cappuccino cups, and manipulating her blood glucose levels and manipulating her heart rate in order to have these diabetic attacks. So she's doing it to herself. Doing it to herself is the allegation that the prosecution's come back with. Now, here's the thing. All the past couple of weeks when we've been reporting the prison health authority has allegedly done this wrong, the prison health authority has allegedly failed in this case, the prison health authority has allegedly, you know, mucked this Mm. up. We've heard these allegations as journalists time and time again. Uh, the, revo- the revised allegations, the reverse allegations, if you will, about the sneaking of the sugar, the CCTV, the deliberate malingering. But we haven't been able to report them. See, I, that's that's really interesting. I, I think that would surprise a lot of people that you could have a suppression on that specific and almost tangential element of the trial mm. because it's not doesn't necessarily go to the guilt. It, this is a bail application. Well, according to the defence, it did go to guilt. They said that if that was reported, it would make their client look like a person okay. who was manipulative and guilty, so it shouldn't be mm. reported. But what mm. of the poor corrections officers who had to live the last couple of weeks with, you know, the suggestion they couldn't even manage someone's diabetes? Well, it made it sound like it was some sort of human rights violation, the way it was being reported. And that's, and that's not a knock on the no. reporting because you could only... You know, you play the hand you've been dealt. And that was the argument that we made before Justice Julie McIntyre. At the very start of the whole thing, when these allegations first came out, myself and other members of the media stood up and said, Your Honour, only one side of this story is being reported. Your Honour's going to make a decision on bail ultimately that will involve all of this information being encompassed and processed by Your Honour to come to a decision. Mm -hmm. The public has the right to know the decision and the basis for it. Mm. You can't just... If you 
if Your Honour just leaves this suppression order in place, people are going to go, oh, nobody's safe in correctional services so long as they have a medical condition. Mm. Everybody's got to be let out on bail. That will be the impetus and the feeling. But this set of allegations, and I've stressed that they are only allegations about sneaking sugar, gives the balance to say, well, this is why corrections are standing by their guns and saying, we are doing nothing wrong. At the time, Justice McIntyre said, I'm going to suppress it for now and we'll talk about it at the end. We got a suppression order lifted along the way. You may remember the story I wrote saying that her rush to hospital that you talked about wasn't from a diabetic attack. Doctors had concluded that it was Mm. due to stress. We asked Justice McIntyre, can we report at least that to give balance to that moment to make people understand? She agreed. So props to Justice McIntyre for making what I think is the sane decision yesterday and saying it's time now for the entire world to know This is why I decided bail. Yes, there are these allegations about her sneaking sugar and deliberately malingering, but I feel they're circumstantial and they're not enough to offset the presumption in favour of bail. So, Sean, in terms of the... So, if the the prosecution is correct when they assert that um, Mrs Polymiatis is a deliberate malingerer and that she's basically, you know, to put it in a non-legal sense laying it on with the trowel <laughs> when it comes to her physical uh, ailments. What's the benefit to her from doing that? Because, I mean, you've covered hundreds and hundreds of court cases. Can a court case ever be sort of shut down because the accused is so unwell that they can't actually be prosecuted? Absolutely. We talk all the time about someone being unfit to stand trial, and we talk about it in terms of Section 269 to do with mental incompetence. Mm. But there are actually areas of the law where you can be too physically infirm or frail to stand trial. Usually it tends to be age and dementia. Right, yeah. I can't Did imagine that, that, would... that almost happened with Ivan Polyukovic, the war right. criminal, didn't you it? You got it. You got it. Yeah. So I doubt very highly that you would see something like diabetes, even mistreated diabetes, and not talking about Mrs. Polyatis, Mrs. Polymiatis in person here, talking generally about diabetes. I can't imagine that diabetes would ever reach that threshold. I've mm. seen people that have been brought into court who have type 2 diabetes, who have had a leg removed, who have rampant blood sugar levels and have still gone to jail and their trials have gone ahead. Mm. So I think here, if there were to be any benefit, it's the benefit of being home with her family, living with her son and actually managing her own diabetes. Mm. rather Because the court heard she's someone who uses an insulin pump, that she uses the, the latest high-tech stuff, which is you know fantastic for diabetics who need it. You don't get that in prison. You get your insulin that everybody else gets. You get your medication that everybody else gets. There are some allegations out there that have been emailed to me that like, oh, they treat everything with a Panadol in prison. And, you know, that's one of the allegations that's out there in the assertions. So the benefit is having the autonomy to control your own physical well-being while you're waiting for a trial, which, let's face it, with the delays at the moment, could be a year or two away. Which was really my next question. So with the bail component out the way, when does the trial proper happen when how long is a piece of string Mm. we'll come back to court in (laughs) this is the thing the next hearing is the magistrate's court hearing which is magistrate's court hearing number two so that's we're only that far along she's had one appearance in the magistrate's court failed to get bail everything else has been this marathon in the supreme court and justice mcintyre said we're about to set a record for how long a supreme court bail app has gone Mm. it's gone over the space of several weeks Amazing. And now we'll be back in December where it will simply be a determination date to, for the prosecution to say, yes, or no, we're continuing with the murder charge. The answer charge date is months away from that again. Which you, that's actually gives, it frames the whole conversation around the value of bail 
to her, doesn't Absolutely. it? Because there would have been a lot of time in custody. Very, very long time in custody. Uh, Sean, really exciting news for Just Lawful um, because you're shifting to a new set of cases. That's right. We're moving on. It's time to change gears again. And normally after doing something big and meaty like we've just finished, we tend to do a palate cleanser episode, mm. something a bit lighter and more interesting. For very important reasons, we're not going to be doing that this time. We're shifting into something that we promised our listeners end of last year, haven't been able to do until this point. It's ready to go now. We're going to talk about the fact that four of the worst criminals of a particular type of crime set the record one after the other and then broke the record one after the other. And for all of the country, these are record breakers and they're all South Australian. Yeah, unfortunate feather in our cap, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, unfortunate record, that one. Just Indeed. lawful Sunday night or, or through the uh, vibe, wherever you get your podcasts from. Sean, great to have you in, mate. Thanks, guys. Lovely to see you in the studio. David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.